what is going on? I want to welcome you from half court today being November 16th. Troy, we are almost to Thanksgiving, which means we are almost a month away from Christmas Day basketball. So I am Sean Murphy, joined by the guy that will be in my stocking on Christmas Day, the guy that will probably, nah, you kind of more so remind me, like, have you ever seen The Shining? I have seen The Shining. Yeah, you remind me of Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Yeah, here's Troy Johnny. Sergey, yeah. Here's <laughs> Troy. <laughs> have you seen the sequel to that? There's a, there's a sequel to The Shining? Yeah, it's not called The Shining. It's called... Oh, I better. You got to We got to We got to look that up. Devil's player. No, it's not devil's play. It's, uh, it's, uh, okay. Um, is it Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep. Uh, yes, that is it. You should watch Doctor, it. It's, it's got, oh, it's got a 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. dude. It's worth your time. It's worth my time. Yeah. yeah that, that, that just might have to be a thing. Yeah, it's got a good cast. It's got a pretty good cast. All right. Well, anyway, this is not a movie podcast. From Half Court is an NBA podcast. Reach it every week. Troy and I sit down and talk about all things NBA basketball. If you'd like that, be sure to like this video. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a positive rating because From Half Court is available on all the podcast services that your heart desires. Troy, I'm getting, I'm getting that cadence down, man. But hey, don't think I forgot because you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Halfcourt and you can follow Troy Sergi at Troy Sergi 44. Bada boom. Troy, it's getting it's getting smoother. I'm getting like there's no stuttering happening. Like this is gonna be a good episode, Troy. I have a good I'm looking forward it. to it. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because first of all, um, we are just talking about the fact that you actually made it out to a Pacers uh Sixers game on a whim. You got to see Tyrese Maxey and his breakout year. You got to see uh, Joel Embiid. Did he play? He did not play. All right. So your game was washed. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, tell me about, tell me about going to the field house out in Indianapolis. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Sean. It was kind of a last minute decision. I was out there for a church uh, thing, was preaching the next morning. So girlfriend Tiffany and I were just like, hey, let's go to a Pacers game. <laughs> Found really cheap tickets. Uh, even sat yeah, wasn't it close. like 14 bucks a 14 yeah, bucks a pop wasn't it pretty much and we sat a little bit closer than our seats desired Shh. hey it's uh, okay <laughs> hey there was no one else at that game you are totally fine hey it was close to sold out believe it or not um but yeah but Tyrese Maxey like impressed me so much I, I kept t- telling because I guess my first like like start to finish 76ers game I watched this year was against uh the Bucks a few like last week last Thursday uh-huh. and I was like dang I'm a fan of this number zero kid and I guess he was uh, from the 2020 drafts so this is his second year uh Tyrese Maxey I kept saying like this is the guy this is I'm a fan of this guy I'm a fan mm-hmm. of this guy and I really liked uh Tyrese Maxey he kind of made it worth it but also what made it worth it Sean was that I got to see Rick Carlisle in person the Pacers coach and Doc Rivers, the 76ers coach, two coaches that I very much admire and look up to Two coach, two of probably my favorite coaches in the league. I got to see I'm sorry. Person. I'm just laughing because Troy, I just genuinely love the fact you are the only person that I know that would be excited to see Rick Carlisle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, okay. Also, I'm more Doc hey, Rivers though. Hey, Hey, we've seen Rick Carlisle live, Rick Carlisle live before. He was a uh, he, he coached the Mavericks when we went and saw Mavericks Pistons 
together. I actually was not a part of that game, Sean. You oh, well, then <laughs> I got to see Rick Carlisle live before you did. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it sounds like it's a nice arena. I mean, it's yeah. a field house. Um, I will say, um, as much as I dog on Indiana, only do so because of Chris Novlet, by the way. Shout out um, to Chris Novlet, by the way. Yep. The Knobzilla. Um, anyway, um, I, I mean, Indiana, that's basketball country, you know what I'm saying? And so part of me, just like, I have to give it to Indiana, to Indiana, just because of the basketball culture that they have. I just, uh, I admire, and, you know, and I think that, ba- I think Detroit has a great basketball culture and great basketball scene as well. Um, but you know, Indiana, I mean, that's just, it's just where basketball, it's a different type of culture too. I would say between Indiana and Detroit, but yeah, 100% Detroit's more of like a grit, grit and grime style. Indiana is just about producing basketball players, like just to the core, like literally if you just put fundamentals in like a bottle, (laughs) that's where you get the nectar. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that was a great reference to great. Always great to reference a nectar, but eh, anyway, I no apologies from me, but yeah, Troy, there has been a lot of basketball that has been played. Um, the Pistons have finally played. Um, I kind of want to, before we get into our main topic of the show, um, let's talk Pistons for a second because, a couple things, uh, worthwhile stories. So first of all, um, we have Jalen Green versus Cade Cunningham on ESPN. Cade Cunningham showed up Jalen Green on national television because, I mean, he had better production in less minutes. I mean, Jalen Green, he scored more points, but, I mean, Cade scored almost as much in just less minutes and more, way more efficiently than Jalen Green. Um, and after Jalen Green, you know, yelled bitch, at um at at Cade um he just laughed it off as they were heading up the court he said after the game that it was really only said for the cameras and the beautiful part is that Cade literally held him to not scoring for the rest of the game after that and it caused a technical foul which really made the dunk only worth one point so um you know listen I think uh what I think what we can say about this game was if you needed proof that Cade Cunningham was the number one pick, here it is. Because yeah, Jalen Green, Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham said the exact same thing before the game. They both said this is about the Pistons versus the Rockets. This is just another game. I'm focused on my team winning. One guy meant it. Yeah. The other guy was Jalen Green, right? And so that dunk and that play that he had it really it showed what he truly cares about. And listen, if you know, there's, there's reasons to like both guys. If you want, if you want the guy that's gonna, that's gonna really, you know, sell jerseys and um, make clips on social media, Jalen green's your guy. If you want the guy that plays winning basketball, Cade Cunningham's your guy. Like that's just the truth. And that's, that's what, that's what's so impressive about Cade is just, he's just a winning basketball player in every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. He is your, he's just truly your Swiss army knife kind of guy. Like, um, and he's just happy when his teammates succeed too. So, you know, I, you know, he might not be LeBron James. He might not be the caliber of a guy like that. That's like the second greatest player of all time, but like 
he's definitely a, a franchise player cornerstone piece. He's definitely, he's definitely that, you know what I'm saying? I think he can be a Luka Doncic like player in this Me league. Too. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely, Sean. And I think going back to your take about, you know, what kind of player do you want on your team? I think a big statement that I saw personally in the age of social media and the age of the digital world was what both of those two guys posted on Instagram that night. Cade posted a picture of uh, him on the ground and his teammates helping him up. Right. And not only that, but also that was after the charge. That yeah. he drew from Jalen Green, and Jalen Green was laying on the ground after it too. That right, was a funny and, little jab. And then anyway, Jalen Green's picture was just him dunking over Cade with no caption. Right, like come on, like like one was about the team, the other one was about the individual. So I think that says a lot about their character. And yeah, I do see that. Franchise. I mean, like, I mean, listen, if I if I got a dunk like that over the guy that got drafted over me, I'm gonna post that too. However, I think the thing is, is that it would have been. You can't post that after you lose to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like he might, you might've won in that moment. Kate Cunningham won the night. You know what right. I'm saying? He really yeah. did. Um, the, the narrative flipped so quickly because after that summer league game, even though, <laughs> even though Cade Cunningham outplayed him there, um, you know, everyone was like, Oh, Jayla green, better player confirmed. Everyone's like, and yeah. you know, and that was back when like the reporters are like, we're so glad you're here. We heard you're mad that you weren't drafted by the Pistons. Is that mm-hmm. right? You were <laughs> mad. Like that's like literally how it felt. And I was just like, guys, you gotta, you gotta quit this narrative. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, no, I've been very, um, very, very pleased with Cade. Um, I will say um, the other storyline is how either we're really good and play stellar defense and we play well, like against the Toronto Raptors or we get blown out by the Cavaliers, the Kings. Kings. Like I I'm just surprised in the sense that last year, last year we, we had this, we had a season where we really didn't experience many blowouts and now and now like we're just getting blown out all the time yeah um do you think this is just because it seems to me like the factor is if jeremy grant has an off night right we lose by that production we're missing you know what i mean correct so it seems to me like you know um tonight we did have Cade and we did have Sadiq set step up, but listen, oh, what else did? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Listen, if Jeremy Grant isn't stepping up, you need a, you need guys like Killian to step up. You need guys like Isaiah Stewart to step up. You need guys to come off the bench and Josh Jackson, not play as terribly as you did because he, he either is adding a lot or detracting a lot from your team. And there's no in between. Hmm. And then, we really need to figure out this backup point guard position eventually over the, before the weekend. I was just like, listen, cause people are freaking out. I was like, guys literally been 12 games. Like let's chill on Corey Joseph. He's, perf- <laughs> he's a perfectly serviceable guard, but like, you know, as each game goes on and let's, 
Let's not lie. Even though like he's kind of matching his career statistics, you do kind of, you do kind of wonder, you know what I mean? Like I, I saw Jalen, uh, uh, I thought Jalen, dang it. Why do I keep, Oh my goodness. So James Edwards, the third, yeah. this is the second time I've actually called him Jalen. And the first one was in person. <laughs> yeah. When I met him, literally met one of my freaking idols in this space. And I called him Jalen. Oh my goodness. But James Edwards, the third, he, um, he made a tweet saying, uh, Detroit loves their second round picks more than anyone in the league. And so everyone's acting like Saban Lee is like, you know, Chauncey Billups on our bench. You know what I'm saying? And I think, um, you know, who ruined that was Jonas Jerebko. Yep. He really, uh, <laughs> yeah, he really, he really did. I, and, and Bruce Brown. <laughs> yeah, man, Bruce Brown. Everyone was like, everyone was acting like that was LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like that was just ridiculous, but um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Saban Lee, obviously, you know, um, we kind of briefly talked about his G league performances where he's scoring like over 40 points a game. Maybe you wonder if he should come in, but at the same time, it's like, you know, Corey Joseph isn't there to perform. He's there really to, to just take the minutes from some of those young guys that are not playing too much. You know what I'm saying? Like he's there. He is there just to be a veteran on the court. That's like, that's what he brings. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's one of our only veterans on the team. And so he's not, he's not a guy that's there to win as much as he's there to be a locker room guy and to be, and to be a mentor to some of these younger players. So I don't know that to me, that's, I feel like people are just kind of missing the point of why Corey Joseph is there. Uh, Would love to know your thoughts, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what it is there. And I think, I think Pistons fans too, um, you know, looking at the past, even five to 10 years, we have guys who are serviceable for certain games or certain situations. And then our fan base falls in love, but at the end of the day, they're not cornerstone pieces. And I feel like someone even like Corey Joseph would be kind of like that, but also um, what comes with that is when you have put your heart, soul, and effort into a player who's not meant to have your heart and soul rely on and they have an off night or they don't contribute maybe two or three games in a row the way you think to, they're going to have, you're, you're going to put all your blame or your energy into them. But the reality is they were never meant to be the player that you've created in your imaginary head. Right. Well, and, and also the situation of this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there, there's, a, there's another story that's getting blown out of proportion where people were literally calling for Dwayne Casey's job for the Hamadou oh, yeah. Diallo situation. Oh my god! So, so let's go over really quickly. I don't, I don't want to make this a big old thing, but um, Hamadou Diallo mm-hmm. um, upset over his lack of minutes in his first, in this, in the first 10 games of the season. Um, Pistons are getting blown out by Cleveland. Dwayne Casey was going to have Hamadou Diallo play, but he was pissed. He had been liking tweets about how he should just go back to OKC um at because he may as well just go back to okc at this point um and he got pissed at Dwayne casey um he um he refused to go in the game troy weaver took him off the took him right out of the court and brought him back with him to the locker room right then and there um and listen um here's what i'll say if you look at that exchange and what happened there and 
you see that situation as that being Dwayne Casey's fault when a player actively refuses to take an opportunity to go into a game and to complain about playing time 10 games into the season when he is a terrible three-point shooter and we are a team that relies on three-point shooting and you haven't improved on that. If anything, you might've shown regression in that area. And now you're showing character issues with wanting with not getting playing time. People think player development is just giving young guys literally all the minutes yet. Sometimes Uh play, sometimes player development is just, you have like, I don't get what people don't understand that in the NBA, you're not just expected minutes. You're not just given minutes. Like, you still have to earn stuff in practice. He -hmm. was literally brought in on as cheap of a contract as he was. He was literally given no interest in the free agent market. And now like, Oh, he's this cornerstone piece that we're just leaving on our bench. Like people saw a guy that won the dunk competition. And now every single guy who wins the dunk competition has to be an amazing player in the league. When in reality, that 75% of the players that win the NBA dunk contest these days are actually not really great players. They're just great athletes. And that's what Hamadou Diallo is. He's Sekou Dumboya, but six, <laughs> six. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good take, Sean. And I think even too how we got him doesn't show cornerstone type of uh accusation we know we got right we traded reggie bullocks for svi makai luke and we traded svi makai luke for hamadou diallo so you know that just should change like you know like you don't bring in a cornerstone piece like a Cade cunningham or even a jeremy grant in free agency or and have not or an isaiah stewart and not have them be a part of your your core plan, you know, you bring in a guy with the first pick or a first round pick or a free agency, and you do want to put your cornerstones, but that's just not how we got Hamadou Diallo. What Sean, are you laughing? Cause it's true. Or are you laughing? Cause it's off track. I'm laughing because I just, so, um, I just got on Twitter just to see. Oh, some so you of were the... listening to my take. Okay. No, I, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. But then all of a sudden I saw this and it just made me laugh. Cause it's just, it fits perfectly what we're talking about and Pistons fans are going to get so pissed and it's going to be fun. So you're ready to hear it. Yeah. All right. The Detroit Pistons have assigned Saban Lee and Isaiah Livers to the Motor City Crews, the team's G League affiliate. This coming in from the Pistons PR Twitter account. So clearly tonight was really just an opportunity of look, they're in Detroit. Might as well bring Saban Lee onto the roster for tonight. Give him some time in the NBA. But ultimately, he's staying with them. You know, when when they're not in Detroit, yeah, me with the Motor City Cruise. So did he score tonight, Sean? Uh, I think he did. Let me let me uh, let me check. Uh, but yeah, I uh, <laughs> I only laughed because I'm just talking about how Pistons fans are freaking out that this guy's not getting all of the minutes. Um, he, he got he uh, four points. Nice. Yeah, not bad. Ten. Yeah. Hey, granted, uh, you know, ten times less than when he got in the G League, but still. Yeah. Uh, it's something it's almost like it's a lot easier to do that in the G league. I wonder why and I wonder how in the NBA. I wonder Never would guess that, Sean. Be. Yeah, Never I guess that. It's almost like, you know, it's almost like guys like Alex Caruso and Seth Curry were able to develop their game or I don't know, Pascal Siakam 
were able to develop their game in the G League. Like, you know, that's No, weird. Sean, they're NBA cornerstone pieces. What are you talking about, G League? You don't send players like that to the G League. It just, like, it just bothers me. People don't understand that, like, like they, they just act like the G League is degrading or that it no, doesn't count not. or it doesn't mean anything. But, like, literally Michael Porter Jr., like a player, or not Michael Porter Jr., Kevin, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. on the on the Rockets. Yeah. By the by the way, one of NBA Twitter's favorite players that I think is tr- is not really that good. Um he uh he, man, he can he can put up 40 points on 50 shots, I can tell you that much. Um but listen, I think uh yeah, I I just don't think Saban Lee's just he, he's he's a good point guard and I think this is just going to be a great opportunity for him just to keep developing those skills cuz listen, he he can hoop, like he can play basketball and he can come in and give you good stretches, but like you have to be able to do that consistently on the NBA level. And so where do you get that consistency? You get it in the G the League. G, yeah, and I, I so, see a ceiling of him being like a Lindsey Hunter. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I also, that. yeah, yeah. So I also see what well, a bottom of that being, right, a G League back and forth player till he's in Europe. Kind of like, like a slightly upscaled Will Bynum. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think yeah. that would be great for our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not right now. Yeah, 100%. And listen, no matter what, I don't think you see him in a situation where he's anything above the third guard on this on this team or the third point guard. Because you have, you have Killian, you have Cade, you have Corey Joseph still, which, by the way, um, Corey Joseph can still do it more consistently than Saban Lee. I'm sorry. I bet you, I bet you Corey Joseph would put up 40 in a G League game. I'd bet on that. Yeah, same. And I think another thing too, Sean, is that people think with our team being in such a rebuild slash restoration kind of mode that you can put anyone on the court at all times and it doesn't matter your outcome. And I think that's where a lot of this tension comes from, but that shouldn't be your mindset when developing a player or not. Right. Yeah. And and I think the other thing too, is just like, I mean, I think, I think people forgot what this year was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, um, I think, um, at the end of the day, um, we have to really remember patience, but that's not going to happen because people were calling for Dwayne Casey's job after the Cleveland game, which if, if that's what you're calling for a job over, by the way, a team that is in the playoffs as of right now with a team that has elite interior defenders, a team that is blossoming at the moment, then you're uh you're a casual anyway um that's what i got to say on that but now it is kind of time to talk speaking of cleveland let's talk surprises in the nba um yeah. we're gonna do uh too good and too bad so um troy i'm gonna start with our first pleasant surprise and that is the washington wizards yeah they're number one in the Eastern conference. They're nine and three They're And like, here's the, here's the surprising thing, Troy. Um, which rating do you think is higher for this team? Their offensive rating or their defensive rating? Defense. You really think this team would be a better defensive team than an offensive team? I mean, I'm expecting offense, but I just, I just feel okay. like okay. But you're expecting offense. Yeah. 
that's the crazy thing. I would expect offense too, but you're correct. It is defense. So this team, their offensive rating is 15th of 30 in the league. They are average offensively. They are fourth in Mm. defensive rating. Yeah. You got hungry guys on that team though. So that explains it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. I mean, you know, you got, I mean, listen, nothing, nothing wakes you up more than getting traded from the LA Lakers. Nothing wakes you up more than when LeBron James thinks you're no longer worthwhile on your team. You know what I'm saying? And so um, Kyle Kuzma, who uh, you, you picked to be player of the year and I, or or not player of the year, but MIP. um, MIP. I at one point thought he would be MIP. Um, And then you also have guys like, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope, who, is still a solid player. Montrez Harrell is hooping yeah. right now. Out of his um, mind, absolutely. Yeah, I was um, going to bring up his name being a core yeah, part yeah. of that Washington team. Yeah, um, Spencer Dinwiddie just being um, just being a presence on that team. And then listen, you have guys like uh, um, you know you have guys like Aaron Holiday that comes off the bench who can be a reliable defensive player. You know, being the brother of Drew Holiday, those yeah. Holiday players can defend turns out so yeah um and on top of that you just you have you have Bertans who's a guy that can get you some shooting off the bench I mean he's he's not quite what they he's not he hasn't really been what they've hoped he would be um but I mean hey this team didn't they don't really need him right now and that's the crazy thing is um this team's better without Russell Westbrook right no absolutely way better way better and you have to look at that when assessing Russell Westbrook's career and I I, I feel like I I feel like I kind of saw that once this trade was made because listen, he didn't bring you anything. He legit did not bring that Washington Wizards team anything, but he was making having a career year or mm-hmm. even uh, an NBA historical year with, with mm-hmm. some of the stats he was putting up with triple doubles. So it's something you got to remember. I think he played very, he's currently playing very similarly to um, John Wall of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh John Wall currently um, not even playing in the NBA at the moment and probably won't play this year, according to Woj. So, um, yeah, so that's a thing. But, yeah, this Washington Wizards team, now listen, um, I'm going to give you a little secret. Inside NBA tip. You ready? Ready. They're not going to stay in the top of the conference. In fact, (laughs) I'm going to go on a limb. Um, I still think this is a play-in team. I think they will slip down to the seventh seed or the sixth seed or the fifth seed. Um, mm-hmm. Because listen, I think this team, um, you're only going to win so many games when Bradley Beal is currently averaging 23 points, 40% from the field and 25% from the three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're only going to win so many games when Bradley Beal is only averaging four free throw attempts a game. Um. That's just, that's just something that that's not, that's not con- conductive to winning basketball. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there, there's, there's just things that are happening right now that just don't make sense. And I, I mean, listen, I, I would have to look at their schedule. Um, let, let, let me just pull up their schedule real quick, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I just want to see who they played. Um, but Troy, do you do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? What What are your thoughts? No, I think I think you're you're on the right track there. But also, one thing I might add to Bradley Beal's low shooting would be that it's low shooting now, and the shots will fall soon. 
therefore I don't think he's going to stay at these stats for the rest of the year. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but can you also, can you also rely on no. this kind of play continuing from Kyle Kuzma from Montrez? Can Montrez Hale keep playing like this? Yeah. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Now I will give him credit. So it looks like, uh, um, okay. So they beat the Raptors, the Pacers lost to the Nets, beat the Celtics, beat the Hawks, beat the Celtics, lost to the Hawks, lost to the Raptors, beat the Grizzlies, beat the Bucks, which I mean, the Bucks win was okay, but I mean, listen, that Bucks team is beating the shreds and then they beaten the Cavs and the magic. So listen, yeah, good teams. <sighs> Not really. <laughs> good young teams. Yeah, but they 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 lost to the truly good teams they played. Right. Um. So listen, I think uh, you know, their schedule just from a glimpse. Oh yeah. Um. It is gonna come springtime. Come Jan. <laughs> oh January. Oh. oh what January. are some of those names in January, Sean? All right. Well, let's start. Um. You know, let let's start at the beginning of the month, shall we? So. Happy New Year's Day. You get to play the Bulls and then <laughs> Hornets. I mean, Hornets, Rockets, but then the Bulls again, the Magic, the Thunder, sure, the Magic again, but then Portland, Philly, Brooklyn, Toronto, Boston, Clippers, Grizzlies, Bucks, 76ers, Suns, Heat, Nets. Kings. Yeah, good like, luck. Washington oh, like that fans. just, that's. <laughs> That's just going to get tough. <laughs> and I am telling you, they, they're going to be lucky if they go 500, that stretch yeah. lucky. So yeah. um, not to be cynical, but that's, you know, that's just the reality. So um, I, you know, but Hey, great story so far. Great story so far. Um, Troy, what do you say we do a, do a negative surprise next? Yeah. And I'm going to go Minnesota with this one. Um, just not living up to the hype. But honestly, Sean, we predict that on our podcast, right? Uh, just there's nothing here that's that's going anywhere, I think. And, um, you know, surrounding your team with Cat and and those guys, I, I just, I don't know. I I don't see a lot of hope for the future in that that franchise. And this the continuing story of this is no surprise, but it's also – with the with the talent they have it's at least a little bit of a surprise but i mean it's yeah listen i they just need a veteran star on that team you know what i mean they need and it's or not they, cat and they're and they're one piece away well listen i i think cat's a great player i think he's a i think he'd be a great second i think he's a he's i think you know listen scotty pippen yeah pu- you know plug your ears um he's more of a pippen than he is a jordan you know what i'm Correct. saying um, Anthony Bennett, he's a third guy. You know, I, I mean, I Anthony not Bennett, Anthony I, Bennett. Anthony Ed, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He is way better than Anthony Bennett. Um, but Anthony Edwards, he is. He's a great third guy. You know what I'm saying? So they need they need one more guy. Whether it's a Ben Simmons, whether you know whoever it is, um, they got to do something. So, um, they. Let's look. Let's look at their game log. Win, win, loss, win, loss, 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 win, loss. <laughs> and what's their uh, what's their score right now against the Suns at this moment at ten forty eight on Monday night? 
That is a great question. Let me check. It My game is. might be over, actually. It is. They lost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they only lost by three, but they lost. So um, I know um, I know this team has really said that they needed to have a defensive identity, um, which is great. They're, they're 16th out of 30 um, in defensive rating. The problem is this team with this offensive firepower with Cat, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. I almost said Anthony Bennett again. I would say Anthony Bennett. <laughs> 26th out of 30th. Yeah, that's, that's, oh gosh. That's offense, you said, or defense? That's offensive. Yeah, right. right. And that this should team, not be that this, low. This team is, is supposed to be efficient. They're so, they're supposed to be high powered offense. They're supposed to rely on that efficiency and they're not efficient yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, let me, uh, let me, let me, let's look at some per game percentages here. Let's look at the worst offenders, the worst offenders. All right. Right off the bat, D'Angelo Russell, 39% from the field. You can't shoot 39% from the field. Malik Beasley, 32% from the field. Oh, it gets worse, Troy. It gets worse. Remember Tr- Torian Prince? 25% from the field off the bench. 16%. 16%, he, 16% from three. And he only averages, he only averages freaking two attempts a game. <laughs> He's supposed to be serviceable, Sean. I know. He was supposed <laughs> to be deaf. Like, like. What the heck? How is it that bad? You, like you have you have uh, Jordan McLaughlin. He's twenty six percent. Like Jake Lab. Like like whoever these guys are. Like you just keep going. Their whole bench. They suck. They suck. Oh my gosh! Like he, like even their like Jaden McDaniel's. They're six man's thirty seven percent from the field. from three. They can't shoot Troy. Oh my gosh. Anthony Edwards. I mean, Hey, he's, he's 42% from the field, but he's only shooting. He's only making one out of three threes. He's uh, he's jacking up nine a game. Thank God. The Pistons got the first pick this year and not last year. Way, way, way better. So (laughs) um, I'm glad. I mean, even then they're not like defensively, they're not great. Um, Patrick Beverly, um, yeah, hey, he, he's playing pretty uh, well there, but I mean, and, and I would say he would be a good addition to that team. I think it kind of needs some firepower like Patrick Beverly can get. Oh but. yeah. He's why they're 16th. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a negative surprise. Um, now as far as a positive surprise, I gotta go. Troy Chicago bulls. They might be in yeah. Eastern conference. They might be an Eastern conference finals team, Troy. Mm-hmm. This team, oh, dude, all I want right now, I want a Bulls Heat Eastern Conference semifinals, dude. I want them to have to have to face off to see who gets to play Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the in the conference finals. Oh, my goodness. What a series that would be. And then having Brooklyn and Milwaukee play in a semifinals. Uh Uh-huh. And then you get Brooklyn Bulls or you get Bucks Heat. Oh, Bucks Heat rematch would be would be low key fire. Yeah, but don't count the Hawks out either, Sean. I, I'm counting the Hawks out. 
That's our second. That's our second bad surprise. They've been terrible. <laughs> like, 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 if you want to, like, yeah, like, listen, but... we'll, we'll get back to the Bulls in a second. We've talked a lot about the Bulls. Let's talk the Atlanta Hawks, shall we? Atlanta Hawks, five and nine. I know, Defense, Sean, but no, no, don't no, 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 bet no, no, against no, Trey Troy, Young. Troy, you know what I will bet? You know what I will bet against? This team defensively, they're 28th in defensive <laughs> rating, Troy. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's really bad. That's They allow that is... 110 points a game. That's what they allow a game. It's pretty bad, Sean. Plus, Trey Young, don't ever count him out except count out the fact that he's going to be getting to the free throw line because, listen, he is one of those guys that really built his game around those three, those free throw rules. He really took advantage of it. He's only getting to the free throw line five times a game. Now he used to get to the free throw line 15 times a game. So that's a thing, but not only that also, listen, man, you can't look at this roster and tell me that they're not supposed to be good defensively because I mean, let me just read some names real quick. Okay. Clint Capella. Yeah. Not a scrub on the defensive end. Right. Right. Yeah. John Collins, not really a scrub on the defensive end, right? Um, Kevin Herter, uh, solid, solid effort guy. DeAndre Hunter, he's an athlete. Cam Reddish, 3 and D guy. Um, Solomon Hill, Lou Williams, Gorgie Day. Like, this team should be way better. Way better. And especially coming off of a year where they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, it's really disappointing to see them coming out and playing like this. And it makes me question if what we saw last year was a fluke due to the pandemic. And listen, that's just, that's just where I'm at right now that I'm, I have reason to be concerned. Does that make sense? Am I being fair? You are being fair. And I guess I didn't realize the defensive stat. Um, I just know that Trey young annihilated the Knicks and 76ers last year. And I, I just don't want to, um, not give credit where that is due and that or count them out for the future. So that was where I was getting at with mine. And I still am kind of there, but the defensive thing is absolutely alarming. Yeah. Now, last year, they were 12th in opposing points a game. They still allowed 111 points a game. However, they were able to they were able to outscore their opponents on average. They were able to make up for that. But the problem is, is that only works so long, especially when the rules change because that is affecting players and that is affecting how players are. I mean, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, James Harden, like a lot of these guards. um, It it really seems like I'm not saying it's showing who's truly elite. I would say, I think it's showing who relied on that and who didn't. Um, But yeah, um, let's get back to positive things. Yeah. It's like what Chicago the bulls wow i am bullish on this team um they granted uh got blown out by the warriors but otherwise wow this team Mm -hmm. um phenomenal defensively phenomenal defensively demar Derozan is playing the most inspired basketball of his career Right. He has a purpose. The most inspired basketball. I've 
This is the most motivated I have ever seen DeMar DeRozan. Um, it feels like people wrote him off after he couldn't beat prime LeBron James in the Eastern Conference semifinals, um, which it's prime LeBron James. They were a number one seed, Sean. Don't even. If Dwayne Casey had Kawhi Leonard, they win the damn chip anyway. Okay, I that I, I do agree with that. Ah, Troy, it's oh, Twitter's killing me, dude. Like just yeah. all the Dwayne Casey. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's on uh, it's unintelligent basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of casuals out in the out out there exposing themselves is all I'm saying. Anyway, um, yeah, so. Um, this Bulls team, even without Nikola Vucevic, I think will be perfectly fine because now um, you have an excuse to to throw Alex Caruso out on the starting out in the starting right. five, and you can play a lineup with Demar Derozan at the four, and you can kind of uh, play a more small ball five that's versatile and and has good length and can defend. Um, you have um, you have guys like Derek Jones Jr. Um, you know, obviously the Patrick Williams injury was a big blow, but um, I mean, listen, I think these guys are going to be just fine, especially if you're getting the production you're getting out of Lonzo, Zach, and DeMar. So um, I, this is my favorite team to watch in the league right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm impressed with them. And I think Lonzo adds a whole different dynamic to that team that, you know, we were kind of expecting, but weren't expecting to the degree that we see. Speaking and, of inspired basketball, yeah, just a just a a baller, dude. He gets buckets, absolute yeah. buckets, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so um, go ahead. And then an honorable mention, I think, to a team that I'm happy about is going to be the Charlotte Hornets. Um, they're they're probably my favorite second or obviously my second favorite team to watch right now I just love how my former Spartan uh, Miles Bridges is playing for them and I think LaMelo Ball is an absolute stud as well so I wanted to give them another shout out we talked a little bit about them last time but I wanted to say again how I really am impressed with them maybe it doesn't show 100% with the win-loss column but I think they have something a little bit special going on in Charlotte they they look a year away yeah they they look like next year is and i'm really okay with that content. yeah 100 but to your point they definitely look impressive so i'd say those have been our surprises so far all right so one more surprise i would say um has been not really a surprise at all is that jason kidd sucks as an nba coach and the <laughs> dallas mavericks are really not that good <laughs> yeah um, I agree with the second part a little more than the first, but all right, I guess right. They so go what hand is, in hand. What has Jason Kidd done done well as an NBA coach so far? Uh, the development of Giannis. I would argue that was like Doug Collins to Phil Jackson for Michael Jordan, where um, Doug Collins kind of helped Jordan become this beast. But then Budenholzer found a way to make him a playmaker and a passer and then also a dominant force. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's kind of what it reminds me of. But also, um, so the other thing, and we got to have a conversation about this. If you just got to be honest, um, 
Luka Doncic came in fat. And listen, I am not the person to make <laughs> these judgments. Um, may he, without donut, cast the first stone. That is a stone I cannot cast. However, if you look at their schedule, they're beating bad teams and losing the good ones exclusively. Like that is literally all their schedule has been. Like if you, they're eight and four, but they're such a crappy eight and four. They're not that good offensively. They're not that good defensively. Somehow they're better defensively than they are offensively. That's a problem. And this um, is a team that when they first got Przingis, uh, you and I were pretty excited about that. You know, that we thought this team could lead the West. We thought this team could be a finals team. I thought uh, this was going to be a potential, like, team that was going to run the Western Conference in five years. And then all of a sudden, Kristaps Porzingis turned to be one of the worst contracts in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Um, sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, let's just let's just look uh, – uh, for the sake of curiosity, let's look at his statistics. So um, he is currently um, in the season of 2021-22, um, averaging 17 points, 42% from the field, and only 30% from three. Yeah, so not so the not most exactly, stat line. No, not exactly what you want to see. Um, but now, you know what, you know what is impressive? The view from Mount Rushmore, Troy. And I think it is time we take our trip. Yeah. Troy, we're having a little bit more of a fun one this week. Yeah, a really fun one, Sean. We are doing the Mount Rushmore of NBA nicknames. NBA nicknames. All right. So. I would like to start. Of course. What's What's on Mount Rushmore? Where are we starting? We are starting from 2000s, decent, strong contributor from the Utah Jazz, Andre Karolinko. His nickname, you ask? AK-47, because he was number 47, and his initials were AK. I, I just think that's one of the coolest nicknames you can think of. Like, think about how many NBA players are the number 47. Like, none. But the fact that he j- comes from overseas and just establishes himself as a, as a solid, you know, starter on a mediocre team and has a nickname of an explosive gun like he was, Gunner from the mid-range, I just think that's such a funny nickname and such a good nickname because he happened to wear number 47 and his initials were AK. I, I just, to me, that is just the funniest, coolest thing ever. Don't get me wrong. AK 47, good nickname. Topical. But Mount Rushmore of NBA nicknames? Yes. AK 47? Okay. It is amazing. Okay, but that might be a cool nickname. But, like, this is the list of the best nicknames in the history of the league. This is, and, like, okay, here, if that's going to be your first, how about I start with my first? Let's, I don't know, let's go, let's go Magic. Magic Johnson. 
Pretty good nickname. <laughs> oh, pretty good hey, hey, you know what? Hey, here's another one. Um, let's go. Oh, I don't know. Let's go, Dr. J. Are you telling me that AK 47 <laughs> belongs on a Mount Rushmore? So you're going to look at Magic Johnson. You're going to look at Michael Jordan. You're going to look at <laughs> Julia Serving and then Andre Karolanko. <laughs> what I would argue, though, Sean, is that those guys embraced their nickname with their game, right? Those guys made their nickname good based off of their game. And you're saying that AK-47 is just a superior nickname? I'm saying it's a superior nickname, but doesn't it's not a superior nickname of it goes along with his game. I'm saying it's just a cool play on words for his name. And he's an NBA player. You're saying players who added nicknames to their game that made their game that much special. The From Half Court podcast is not does not coincide and coincide the opinions of Troy Sergey on this unofficial matter. <laughs> <laughs> the legal team will be in touch, and we have no other we have no further comments at this particular time. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but anyway, yeah, no, okay, it is a cool nickname. I'll give you that. That can be on your Mount Rushmore. It is not on mine. Um, so I said magic. So you're up next. What's your next? Uh, What's your next great nickname? The Black Mamba. Kobe Bryant. Of course. I think that's that has to be on there. I think Mm -hmm. uh, just that killer Mamba mentality kind of thing. I mean, it just it really does embrace his game a lot, too. And I think, um, you know, he's a guy that was an assassin, like the assassin. He was the assassin. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a top five best player of all time, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And the black mamba that enough said like you say the black mamba you know who we're talking about oh yeah another one i'd throw on there um king james yeah definitely i mean the king definitely i mean the chosen one you know um i also want to um i also want to make um honorable mention um to um uh the truth alan iverson well Um, and also no, the, the answer. The answer. The answer. Yeah. 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 The truth is Paul Pierce. And I like, I like yeah. that. That was going to be and, my next one on my list. And um, Kevin Durant has a nickname that is very underappreciated. Slim Reaper. Yeah. I like Durantula too. Durantula is pretty sick as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Troy, I, I just listed a couple. What's your next? Yeah, my next was going to be the truth, Paul Pierce. Um, I think definitely yeah. he's the truth, man. I mean, he 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 embraced the city of Boston, uh, had a couple of little stints with some other random teams in the middle there towards the end of his career. But I think just the truth and his daggers, man, the, the truth hurts. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what I think of. I'll never forget the front page of my, my local Marquette, Michigan news after game one of the NBA finals with the Lakers in the Celtics in 2008, when he got hurt, when he went into the wheelchair and the front page was the truth hurts. And I thought that was hilarious as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that really does embrace his game a lot too. So the truth has to be my number three on my list. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so another nickname, I'm going to go out on a limb. 
probably should be on this list is Air Jordan. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, he kind of made that nickname for himself, like, b- like blow up though. Yeah, I mean, it's his brand too. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's more than a nickname. It's a it's an icon. <clears throat> so um, that's when a nickname, I think, works out pretty well for you. Right, right. And I I think uh, the last player on my list is going to be. It sounds so cliche but it literally has to be there and that's big ben wallace right i mean he's big he's strong and you think of that uh that nice little clock tower in england right big ben i mean big ben uh, you, you big ben bong and they got the bells ring and everything too it just makes it go along sean big ben wallace has to be on my list of mount rushmore oh man troy the if I just you just say things so I mean the Ben Wallace thing I love absolutely I love that nickname I just still can't <laughs> believe you started this list like listen I was expecting like Dr. J I was expecting Pistol Pete like you pull out AK-47 Andre Karolinko oh my god and my honorable mention 100% is going to be my favorite player of all time rest his soul Pistol Pete oh it just matched his game, man. Pistol he, Pete. He, 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 had, he got the ball here and he slung it up and those behind the back passes. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, Pistol Pete almost makes me want to take Andre Karolinko off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget about Pistol Pete? I didn't forget about him. I just thought AK-47 was cooler and it was more unique. But Pistol is where my heart resides. So, Well, you know where my heart resides from half court where each and every week, Troy, you and I talk about all things NBA basketball. If you'd like that, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Be sure to share with your friends. Be sure to leave a positive rating and be sure to follow us on Twitter where the conversation continues. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean half court and you can follow Troy on Twitter at Troy Sergey 44. We thank you so much for watching and we will catch you next time from half court be sure to subscribe